welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hello, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. This episode kicks off the flow series. And for the next couple of weeks, and one really exciting week where I serve up an episode every day in early September, stay tuned because I will tell you more about that in upcoming weeks, I am going to be interviewing some amazing women who also happen to be mothers and entrepreneurs, which are a lot of the people actually that I interview on the Plan Simple Meals podcast. But these women aren't necessarily experts in the area of health and wellness, but they're willing to come on the episode and share a bit about what they've learned about work, life, self-care, food, balance, all those things that we balance as busy mamas. And these episodes were so fun and you're going to just love them. So I'm super exciting, excited for you to hear about all these amazing women and what they're up to and how they show up each day to their lives because there's so many nuggets in there for all of us. So that is thing one. That's what's happening starting today for the next couple of weeks. Thing two is that these episodes are running mostly on Wednesdays, which is when we always launch, except for that one week where they're going to be happening daily in September. And I'm also going to be running a Friday episode on meal planning, which is not going to be interview style. It's going to be more me and a quick 10 to 15 minute episode that dishes out one strategy that you can implement around meal planning. Friday's the day I love to meal plan, so that's why it's being given to you then. And I'm hoping that that serves all of you guys in moving your meal planning forward. Um, This series is more focused for sure on the ideas around planning and creating a life that you love and a little bit less on the food. So that's why I wanted to throw in the Friday series while we do this. And then thing three, so we have the flow series. And the reason I'm doing the flow series is because all of these women pretty much backed up my belief that if you start to write down a plan, what it is that you want to do, both from a high level and on a daily basis, literally like what has to get done from when you wake up to when you go to bed, you get a lot more done with a lot more ease. And I've been operating on this hunch for a number of years now, and I've been carrying a lot of women through the process that I use to make things happen around food in this realm. And it got me thinking a lot this year about how a lot of times we actually just aren't making time for good food and that it has less to do than we think that it does because a lot of us think that we just don't like being in the kitchen or that we don't know how to cook or that our kids won't eat anything. But a lot of times actually 
those are kind of symptoms of the fact that we actually just don't have enough time to put into being well, the time we need to be for wellness in our lives. And so we're not giving our kids a clear picture of what they'll need to do going forward. So I decided to create the first planner that puts food next to work and family so you can see your whole life in one place. And this project was a total passion project that brings together sort of everything that I've always done because as many of you guys know, before I started Plan Simple Meals, I had a graphic design company. That's what I did for 15 years. So I've created this planner and it is launching in September. It's really quite cool, especially if you're into planners and writing, but if you're not, I hope to convert you. And if this sounds interesting, intriguing, you're ready to make a plan, you love a good product, you love good design, you're going to want to be on the list to find out about when it's coming, when it's launching, because there's going to be a lot of great stuff, a lot of great offerings given away on the day that it launches. So you just need to go over to theflowplanner.com and put in your name and email and I will make sure to tell you exactly what's going down when in early September. All right? And there's so much more that's going on with this, but I'm going to try to not overwhelm everyone in every podcast and just give out little bits and pieces. But we have a really big giveaway coming up over $1,000 worth of great things. It's called the Back to School for Moms giveaway. Um, and we have two different free challenges coming up in the next month or so, one around snacking and one around calendaring. So you're just going to want to stay in the loop. It's kind of amazing what's going on. Really exciting. I love the back to school energy. Um, and I didn't, I, I always feel like, you know, on that first day of school, I got to, you know, I was so into the back to school energy with my kids and we would go, you know, buy a back to school outfit and all that kind of stuff. And then they'd go off to school and I'd be like, oh, oh, here I am. I wish I was going back to school. So I'm, I'm trying to cultivate that a little bit this year for, for myself and, and everyone in my tribe. So let's move back to this amazing lady, our first guest in the Flow series. Her name is Deshay Peacock. And she is an author, a speaker, a retreat leader, and a lifestyle design coach. And she has literally helped hundreds of people find their sweet spot, which is their sort of self-defined place of success and beauty. Her first book, Create the Style You Crave on a Budget You Can Afford, was listed in the HuffPost as the book to give your girlfriend and sold out in less than 20 days. And it's now in its second printing, and she has another book coming out soon. And Deshay is actually one of the first people that I met when I first figured out there was such thing as taking a class online. So seven years ago, after I had lost the weight and started to get into making good food, I started getting asking, asked, you know, where the glow was coming from, how the jeans were fitting, what that dip was I brought to the party. And pretty quickly, I got really overwhelmed with sending all these people emails with this information. I wasn't even smart enough, I don't think, to like write out recipes and copy and paste them. So I was like literally writing everything from scratch. And 
So at around that point, I decided I would start a blog. And I really just started it so that every time my mom asked me what was in that cilantro dip, I could just send her the link and she could go read it and figure it out. But then it kind of became fun. It was fun to have a blog. And I really started to enjoy it, but I didn't know what to do with it or, you know, I, I didn't, I don't know. I just, I needed more. So it was at that point that I enrolled in this online class by this amazing woman named Holly Becker, who runs a site called Decor 8. And it was in this class that I first encountered Deshay. And then we kept turning up in subsequent classes after that. I think we're a little bit of class junkies together. Um, we've worked together on I've collaborated on some launches together, and she's just a great person. You're going to love hearing from her today. So with no further ado, let's go and meet Deshay. Welcome, Deshay, to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I'm super excited you to, ha to have you on this episode today. Oh, thank you, Mia. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh. So I feel like we do talk a lot for hours and I could talk to you for hours and I'm really excited for everything that you have to share with my audience because I, I don't know, I just, I feel like there's a lot of people who talk about organization and um, manifestation and, but I just, I love your pictures and your sense of style and I think that you bring all of that to this concept. So I'm super excited to dive in and hear all about how you balance all these things. So <laughs> let's start off by, you're, you're at home right now, right? You're in Vermont. Is that, you live in Vermont. Yes, yes I do. You do. At, from, and you work from a home office. Is that true? Yes, I do. And tell us who you have at home. You have like your kid, you have a ch one child. One child. So I have my husband who is a school teacher. So he's home in the summer. Mm -hmm. And I have a 10 year old daughter and I have a 12 year old dog, a needy dog. <laughs> we always <laughs> who, forget about those animals, right? Well, you know, I'm like, my dog is harder to manage than my daughter because I can tell my daughter and she understands the concept of be quiet for a little while while I'm recording a video for hundreds of people. But my dog doesn't care if like the postman happens to come up or a squirrel appears or something and she goes bananas and she barks and barks and barks. And I'm like, oh, every time I'm on a webinar, my dog is barking. This is so uncool. This is so unprofessional. But today I just put her in the backyard with some treats and I'm like, you know what? It's summer. You're fine. Well, you're, you're a social. <laughs> media expert don't dogs like help with that whole thing well you is know what true? I have to say <laughs> that Molly is an Irish setter and she's beautiful and I do she she poses for me when I get the camera <laughs> out she's a very good model and yeah that does do well on Instagram for sure <laughs> that's funny <laughs> all right so you are a busy mom you have a daughter, you have a business that you're running from home, an amazing business that hopefully we'll hear little bits and pieces of today. Um, and part of your business is that you leave Vermont for a chunk of the winter to go live in Mexico. So what are, what are some of your tricks? Like how did you get to this place where you could vision this and make it happen like have have you always done this was there a time where you had to do it differently and you had this desire to do this like how do you make this all work well I think the key word there is desire so okay. I think that anything that you 
really, really, really want, well, for me anyway, I'm going to figure out how to make it happen. And sometimes that's an evolution. So I've lived in Vermont for about 14 years, but I'm from the South. And this is not a place that is conducive to my mental health in the winter, let's just say. And um, I know that about myself. And um, I'm not at my optimal health or physically or emotionally when I'm here for the whole entire winter. It's just too cold. In case anybody is listening internationally, Vermont is cold. Okay. (laughs) And and snowy, right? And snowy, very snowy. So it's beautiful, but it's tough because it's cold. So you know, um, before, so this is, I've been in this business, my own business, I've had my own business now for about three and a half years. And before I used to work at the college and I had a very flexible schedule and I was able to, you know, get out for a week or two here and there. But I just, I just knew in my heart that I needed to go out longer. So, you know, going, um, to live internationally part of the year every year is tricky in many ways. One, it's, thinking about how to do that with your career. And two, it's thinking about how to manage your marriage. And three, um, if you have kids, that's that's a tricky part too, right? What do you do with them? <laughs> what do you do with your children? So um, I just, I think um, I started bringing my daughter Isla to Mexico when she was three and she's 10. So she's been coming with me almost every year for vacation. And about four years ago when I started leading retreats, of course, these retreats that I lead to Mexico are full on. They're, they need my attention day and night. So I can't have a child with me. So I just had to, out of um, kind of desperation and need, just figure out how to manage that. Mm-hmm. And I figured that if I could go and just stretch it out as long as possible and then, and then figure out how to get her there um, and then somehow get my husband there, that then everybody would be happy. Mm. At least for a little while. <laughs> yeah, well, and that brings up like balance because you also said that your husband um, is a school teacher, so he's home in the summer. And mm-hmm. so I love that idea that balance isn't necessarily like a daily thing, but over a longer period of time, right? Because you probably get more working time in the summer when you have that extra support is that true I'm like making that up but I'm hoping it's true (laughs) it's not true it's the opposite really yeah because my husband is home but so is my daughter and they are on vacation like it's summer they're on summer vacation so they want you to be on with them so it's like you know it doesn't matter how many times I say like hey guys I'm actually working it's kind of like so what, you know, like, <laughs> you know? so I just, you know, it, the, like I said, this is my third year. So last year, I mean, I've worked from home this whole time, even during the summer, but even if you tell them like, Hey, be quiet, I'm on a call with a client and they're telling, like we're meditating or something. And you know, they come in and they bang the door and they come in, and they say, I'm hungry. And they, their kids are coming and going and I want to go to the pool and all this. And even though my husband's here, like, I don't know. My daughter just is attached to me. She's going to come to me, which of course, these are things we need to work on. Right. So, you know, the best thing is for mom just to disappear. So this year, last year, actually at the end of the summer, I got so frustrated with the whole thing that I was like, you know what? Next summer I'm manifesting an office away from my house. (laughs) I'm definitely 
getting an office outside of my house just for the summer. I don't yeah. need it in the school year. I mean, during the school year, when they're gone, that's when it's quiet and I can focus and I can work, right? Yeah. And when they get home, I stop. Um, but so, yeah, I did that this summer. I manifested the sweetest little office. Um, I'm co-leasing it with a friend who it's like so dirt cheap and she already decorated it so cute and huge difference, huge difference. And, you know, can, can I tell you, like I'm paying $50 a month. Oh, my God. Month. Only, Wi-Fi. In, only in Vermont. <laughs> it's this cute little barn. It has these giant red wooden French doors that open up to this beautiful balcony. And I'm like, it doesn't have to, you know, just because you say you need something like you think, I used to think, oh gosh, this is going to, you know, this is going to cost an arm and a leg. You know, I already have my home space. Am I asking for too much? I'm going to have to spend this extra money. But really that's, that is the power of manifesting, especially over a long time when I just made the decision it was a statement. It wasn't like, oh, I hope I can get an office. It was like, I am getting an office. And then it came about really easily right when I needed it. Yeah. And it's a totally a no brainer, you know, $50. Okay. So let's, so, okay. So, so I was going a little bit in the direction of balance. And so it still sounds like different parts of the year have different, um, items or different agendas to create that balance that you want. And I know that, you know, Mexico balances out your temperature and your mood right throughout the year. And then now you have this office. So how do you, like, what are some of the tools you use to jigger around your life um, in those different moments so that you can make sure you're getting done what you need to do and then what you need to do at home as well? Well, I think it's all about having systems, you know, and I think that I, you know, I'm still trying to figure this out because I've got, you know, I've got my paper calendar in one hand and then I've got my acuity scheduling online calendar where all my clients book in. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm having trouble with, and maybe you can help me with this is, (laughs) you know, know, transferring, transferring the information on my online calendar to my paper calendar and making sure everything is synced up because I am a paper person. You know, I hold a calendar in my hand. It's very important to me. And um, so, but I need to make sure that it's all lined up. So I put all my personal stuff and all my work stuff in this paper calendar. And then I really need to go back and check almost daily to make sure that I have all these appointments in there. Um, But sometimes I'm also a little dyslexic and I tend to switch numbers Mm. and times. And so even when I'm trying to be real careful, and so that's probably been like my biggest challenge is I'm thinking in my mind that the appointment is at 12, but I've switched the number. It's really at two. Yep switch the number in my head. And I think part of that is this dyslexia thing, which can be overcome if I really am focused and I'm very like present when I look at my calendar and I repeat it in my head and I write it down correctly. Um, but sometimes when I get overwhelmed, I do switch those numbers around and I hate that because it feels like I, I think my clients feel like I'm, um, not professional, but it's just, I am, it's just this problem, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that the act, though, of writing it from the program to paper is huge. Um, There's something about that act of writing that I think just solidifies what it is that we have to do or want to do. Um, Like, it's, it's so important at every part of the process. So, like, when you decide 
that, um, you know, you want to make something happen, like you mentioned manifesting the office or this month in Mexico. Do you have a writing process around that? Do I have a writing process? Yes, actually, I do. Um, I ha I've created this thing I call the vision book. Mm -hmm. Instead of a, you know what a vision board is, and people talk about mood boards and, um, but I use a book because I have so many things going on. <laughs> I love that. Like, I mean, my whole house and the whole neighborhood, like all of Vermont would be covered and stuff, right? So I can't, the <laughs> board isn't big enough. So I need a book. I have a book and I do a book every year. And in that book, I will talk about visually and, you know, written, I'll talk about what I want to manifest, my goals, what I've already achieved, what I'm proud of, what I'm looking forward to, where we've gone, um, what we're doing, you know, trip dates and that kind of thing. And I'll also, sometimes I'll draw out calendars. So like in my current vision book, I have a big calendar of February, like, yeah, mostly February and leading into March. And it shows where the retreats are and when my daughter's coming to Mexico and when my husband's coming to Mexico, cause I'm very visual. So I like to have that all in the vision book and that way I can flip back and I can look at it. And you did that before you knew that was possible? Oh, I started doing these vision books about 10 years ago. Yeah. So no, 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 no. But like you put in the February date before you know that that's even happening for like that before all the details are settled. Like is that or is that something you do as you're settling it? It kind of, it kind of happens like in the middle of the process. So yep. like I had to kind of pull out that calendar and write it in pencil and then talk to the, the person who his um, house that I rent and like first I would put in you know school vacation mm -hmm. so then I'm trying to you know I'm trying to like build retreats around when my husband and daughter can come to Mexico right mm -hmm. so I don't want to be leading a retreat when they're on break so I put say so for example if you can imagine I'd have like my vision book open it's on two pages sketch out February highlight the week that they're off vacation then call the woman negotiate when these when I can rent out the house for these different things and then, you know, when my friend can come and bring my daughter and all this stuff to where then I have it booked out on paper. And then that's when I'm like, okay, these are the dates. Mm -hmm. Now, and then, and then what do you do with that calendar, that book? Do you look at it regularly? Like, do you have practices around it that help you so that that becomes your guide for what you're doing? Yeah, I do have practices around it. So because I've been doing this for so many years, like if I start to feel like I'm not doing enough in my business, which is crazy because I am, mm -hmm. um, but sometimes you'll start to think you'll compare yourself and be like, oh, you know, I should be doing more. So sometimes I'll look back at the old, the old books and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like, look, just a few years ago, I was working for somebody else. I had like you know, is making, you know, a fourth of what I'm making now. And all I wanted to do was like, you know, decorate my house and have enough money. And so it's nice to go back and see where, where I was and what I wanted and now see that, oh gosh, I manifested all of that stuff. Right. So it's kind of like a, a gratitude book slash strategy book slash uh, visioning book. Um, it's so many things. Yeah. I love that. That's really cool. Um, yeah, that's amazing. And so often I don't think we put all those things down on paper. Um, and it's so easy to forget this year when we traveled across the country with my family, that mm -hmm. was one of the really important things we did. Cause I saw how fleeting sort of every moment could be. 
So I sort of took charge to really write down in advance what the kids could expect. And then they started journaling and drawing and, you know, doing whatever they wanted to do about, you know, what they experienced. And still to this day, they flip back. And I just feel like it's that thing that really ingrains what you do um, into, you know, into your being. And then you start to make different decisions. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's really hard to make new decisions when you're just like in the rat race. Yeah. And I love that you did that with your kids. And it reminded me like, you know, three years ago or four years ago when I quit my job and I said, I'm taking my daughter out of school and we're going to Mexico for a month. And I remember being on the airplane and I gave her a special journal. It, was, it, it wasn't anything special, but I told her it was special. <laughs> you know, Love like that. A, a $2 journal from the dollar store, a dollar, a dollar from the dollar store. And um, that we decorated and made it really cute. And, um, you know, we titled it the Mexico Journal. And I remember being on the plane and, you know, kids are so bored on the plane. So I give her some art supplies and she's drawing an airplane and saying where we're going. And then, you know, it's fun to have your kids draw and write in something like that and express what they're doing in the moment because they're probably not going to remember and you're probably not going to remember either. So yeah, she likes to go back and look through those kinds of things too. Yeah. And it's, and it's cool. Cause I think even as mom and daughter and then, you know, I have three kids and so they might all have been, thinking or talking about the same day, you know, um, in, I don't know, in LA or wherever we were, but like they all thought of different things, you know, and one would write and one would draw. And it's just really interesting how everybody has a different experience of the same moment um, and what it means to them and how it informs them. It's really cool. That is really cool. So I love, love that practice. So, okay. So I still want to get back to balance because I feel like we're not, you're not, we're not, we haven't sort of uncovered all the parts because I feel like one of the things that happens a lot um, as busy women, as working women, as parents is that we get into this rhythm of like, you know, having to cook three meals a day, going to soccer. I hope to make three meals a day more exciting. But you know what I mean? Like going to soccer, going to ballet, it's summer, and now there's camp, and then there's school. And it's like one thing after another. And we, it's hard to take that step back to live more on purpose. And so you've shared how this book has really helped you do that, which I love. And then, so you've figured out, through this book and through all these visioning processes that you do, how to leave for a month in February. But then another interesting thing that I've watched you do is that, for example, I think you got a little bit stressed around the idea of how to sell. Is this true? So that now you decided that you would only do that twice a year and that sort of balances your energy? Yeah, absolutely. Because like we were talking about before, you know, I have these multiple streams of income and, um, you know, money is a big thing. So if I know that I can book out all of my clients twice a year, then that's, that's enough money for me to live on and be very happy. Right. Then, then I can work around the other stuff. So as a, because I'm a lifestyle coach and small business coach, um, and my one-to-one clients, that's my biggest stream of income. Um, you don't, as a coach, you don't want to be, as anybody who's getting clients, you don't want to be constantly trying to get new clients while you're serving clients because then that's all you have to do. And I have 
you know, others, a whole bunch of other projects. So doing it this way allows me to just kind of batch that like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to open the cart. So they say in the online marketing world, and I'm going to fill up for six months, my coaching schedule with just 10 clients at a nice rate. And I'm going to launch this, you know, in December, so that January one, I have these 10 clients ready to go. And that's going to pull me all the way through July. And then in June, I'm going to launch for July and get my 10 clients. And then boom, that's done. So it's kind of like two big pushes. And that's a year's worth of income. Well, and, and so not everybody listening, obviously, is a coach, or maybe even a solopreneur or mompreneur. But just that idea that you can sort of think through life in a way that balances your energy and gives you the ability to show up for, you know, not only your clients, but I'm assuming this helps with your relationships at home and your relationship with your daughter, right? And all the things you do maybe in your town um, and around your house, um, because you've really thought through energetically, like where you have to put out energy. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I think that that's, that's very cool. So, and, and do you have a process for how you, well, you've picked, I guess you've just spread it out throughout the year sort of evenly so that that, that is spread out and, and you're not stressed about, out about that in between. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I'm kind of, um, sharing stuff throughout the year, um, through Instagram, through social media and, you know, asking people to my email list. And then I kind of just get a core group of people. I, I don't really honestly do that much. I, I feel like I did a bunch of stuff in the beginning and now it's paying off to where yeah. I did a bunch of stuff. Let me be clear. But now, um, I feel like it's just so much easier in the third year because people will refer me out. Clients will re-sign up again. And so, um, it just becomes easier and easier to, 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 to fill those slots twice a year. And then like, you know, like we were saying, I don't have to really think about that. That alleviates a lot of mind space because I know that that income is there and, um, and I can spend that mind space on other things. Yep. I love that. All right. So now I know that this isn't all you do anymore, but it's how I got to know you. So I, I know you have some good ideas around this. So a lot of times I find what happens around sort of household, around cooking, around these things that we have, that we're trying to balance with motherhood in our work, um, is that a lot of the extra things around home get in the way. And a lot of that I think has to do with our systems at home and, um, our organization around home. So I know that you talk a bit about, and your next book is, a, I think, about how your workspace can support you, right? So mm -hmm. what what ideas do you have about how our home space and our workspace can actually support what we can get done and how we can show up and, and sort of have more time? Like, I feel like a lot of time gets whittled away um, managing stuff and spaces. Yes, yeah, so much so. So we have two big problems as women in the United States. And that one is time, another one's probably money, right? And so it's like, what can we do to simplify our crazy busy lifestyles? We have too much going on all the time. And so 
one of the things that you can do is like, where, where's, where are these wasted times? And you know, something that just makes me crazy (laughs) is like looking for something. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get irate. I get so angry if I have to stop and look for something because I feel like it's such a waste of my precious time. You know, why am I stopping and having to look for this thing? Yeah. So to me, it's like if you, whether you work from home or not, there's, there's certain places in your house that I think should be like sacred spaces, right? So my, I work from home, so that means that I need to have some kind of home office space that is just dedicated to that, that, right? Yep. And so in that space, that's where all of my stuff that I need to make that make my work happen needs to be in that space. And really, it doesn't need to be in other spaces. So something that would always bother me is that I have this little home office off my dining room, but my dining room is a little bit more well lit and it has a bigger table. So I'd often end up working on my dining room table. And so I have my laptop and my cords and my vision book and all my supplies and Um, my ledgers and all that. And then my husband would come home and he's like, he can't stand a lot of clutter and stuff. Mm -hmm. So he will like, you know, tidy up and, you know, move my stuff around. And then I'm like, where's my stuff? stuff? So that would cause, you know, major problems. So what we decided was, I was like, okay, look, I know that you feel like you, for your needs, you need to have things like out of sight. And for me, I can have stuff sprawled out all over the place. So here's the deal. Like, I will try to make an effort to, you know, put my stuff in a pile and move it into the office. But if I don't, because that's not my nature, um, I'm going to make an effort, but it's not my nature. So here's the deal. If you see that stuff and you're compelled to move it, you may, you may move it, but you can only move it into this one particular spot so that when I go looking for it, and I will go on only to look at one place and not five places. Mm, I, I like mean, that. It sounds so ridiculously easy, but you wouldn't believe the fights. <laughs> well, and when you have more than that, more people in the household, like so for a long time, we don't have it anymore, but it was, so I, I, I think we're similar. I, I'm, I, it's funny, I interviewed somebody else for this series who, um, was the opposite. She was the very organized one and her spouse wasn't. (laughs) So I was totally (laughs) relating to the spouse. But for me, I'm the one who could lose my keys or um, sort of stack stuff up and spread it out. And to be honest, sometimes it's just because I'm not as aware maybe of other people's stuff as I am of my own. So I feel like I always know where my stuff is. Mm -hmm. Um, But for a long time, we also had a babysitter who was helping with the kids um, after school and she would move stuff and then the kids started getting older and then they would move stuff aside. And it's like all of a sudden you really don't know where anything is, right? Cause everybody has books and everybody has drawing utensils, drawing stuff. And, you know, we try to have central places for all that, but it can get, it can get a little out of control. And then all of a sudden, you know, you can't leave because the keys are buried under something. Mm -hmm. Um, and who has time for that we don't like I can tell you that you know 
so often people say the reason that they don't cook or sit down for dinner is because there's no time. And usually the reason there's no time is because there's like extracurriculars. And then even if people have planned for dinner, they haven't planned for the time it takes to like get home and make dinner and all that stuff. So if you lose keys in the middle of all that, you're kind of screwed, <laughs> you know, like there really isn't any time to lose. Yeah. And, you know, we used to have problems with keys until I went to Ikea and I bought this organization system and it has hooks on it. And the, it's place of pla placement is really important when you're talking about home organization. And so we place it very close to where we come into the house. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, like if you have a bunch of stuff in your hands, it's natural just to put your keys down or your mail down or whatever, or your groceries down on the counter. So think about where you would naturally put those and then hang something, if, if not right there, very nearby. And so now it's like the keys are already there. So, you know, you have you know, multiple cars. My husband has a car. I have a car. One day my daughter will have a car. So all the keys, they just go right there. So if yeah. he's parked behind me and I need to move, I don't have to go ask him for his keys. I just go to that place, take the keys and move the car. I love that. No. And we do that too. It's just, I can't mm -hmm. say. And, and, but that system came out of having lost the keys a couple times before we figured out that system. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love that. So any other little um, tricks or hacks around the house to sort of save that time? Well, I think it's also important, especially when you have kids, to make sure that you let everybody else know about the expectations around your sacred space. So, you know, whether that's your workspace or whether that's maybe your meditation or your yoga space or or your quiet space or your reading space, like I, you know, I call it the sweet spot. Like everybody deserves to have a sweet spot in their house that's not really messed with with other people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like my office is sort of that kind of space for me. And I also have a little second office in my bedroom because because I like the wallpaper in that room. So I set up a little desk. And I think it's like it doesn't it doesn't have to be in an office. It can be anywhere that's pretty that makes you feel good like you naturally want to be there because it's pretty or you make it pretty and it, it doesn't have to be a giant room it could be like just placing a desk or a vanity or your your meditation cushion against a wall that has good light or that has a pretty painting in front of that you like or whatever it doesn't have to be a big big deal and you don't have to wait to have the perfect house to create something amazing like just look around you and figure out where you like to be Make that your sweet spot space and then tell everybody, like, don't mess with the space, please. And also, what kind of space would you like to create? And I won't mess with that space either, you know? Yeah, I think that's really important, that second part, too. Um, because, And I feel like that gets us out of a lot of times if we're feeling like we're selfish for wanting our own space or, you know, I feel like that's a huge act of self-care. Um, but sometimes we can think, you know, we shouldn't have that in our households or whatever. And a lot of times I think that comes because we forget to offer it <laughs> to everybody else in our home. Yeah, like my daughter and I don't have, like her taste change, her taste changes quicker than my taste. And, you know, <laughs> like that's a lot. So she, you know, she wants to decorate her room how she wants. And of course I try to influence it, but, you know, she wants to paint her wall Pepto-Bismol pink. And I'm like, that's where I put my foot down. Cause then we would have to paint it again next week. Cause you'd be tired of it. But overall I try to be like, okay, I'm not going to micromanage your space. Like this is your space. So if you want to put up an ugly poster that you got out of teen magazine and I hate it. Okay, fine. You right. know, just go ahead and do it. Cause I don't want anybody doing that to me. I don't want anybody coming in and being like, you know, 
I don't like that you painted the floor. Well, my husband doesn't like that I painted the floor light gray <laughs> in the office because he's like, that's going to get dirty too easily. And I'm like, but this, is, this isn't really your decision. <laughs> you <know? laughs> this is my space. This is my space. Thank you. Uh, I love that. I love that. Okay, so time and money. So are there any other practices around the, this has, is the money piece? Is there any important practices around that to keep us organized and in balance? Well, I mean, I think that what comes straight to mind is, is around clutter. Mm -hmm. And I really think that most people have too much stuff and that's, that also can take away from your time. Mm, so and, true. Right. And so if you have too much stuff, well, what does that mean? It means that it's harder to find things. It's harder to keep things organized. And it's also harder to keep things clean because you're having to move stuff, more stuff around just to get the things clean that need to be clean. And um, we spend a lot of money on that kind of stuff, right? So it's like, well, if we could just let go of a lot of things in our house that we don't necessarily love and keep the space kind of open and clean, one, you won't be buying as much stuff. Just you'll be saving money because you're not buying as much stuff. And two, I just think, energetically having an open and clear space in your home, um, it does draw an abundance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's interesting because that, you know, I have always prided myself actually in being a minimalist. Like I'm, I went to design school. Like I, I've always liked very clean, modern stuff. But, mm -hmm. um, and I kept it really minimal, like, you know, my kids went to a school where there weren't many toys, and it was encouraged to make things, and, but with three, with five people in the house, stuff just adds up, even, like, the one vision book, do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. just, like, it can add up if you're not on top of it, and that was one of my big lessons from being on the road this year, because I was so proud of how I like could pack us into this minivan and we were so organized. And then about a month in, I was like, you know what, even though I've only got the essential stuff or the, I'm like doing air quotes at my desk right now, the quote unquote <laughs> essential stuff, <laughs> yeah. I, we still haven't used a third at least of the things that are in the car that we've driven all the way to California, you know? And it's like, yeah. We spend so much time shuffling around stuff. Now, with that amount of stuff, I can tell you that laundry was so much easier and faster because we only had like, you know, five out, like five outfits, like everything. But the second you start having less stuff, it's so much easier to operate. Yes, it totally is. Yeah. So I love that. I love that strategy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and do you have any great um, ideas for... I know there's so many philosophies right now about how to get rid of stuff. If people are feeling attached to it or having a hard time with like what to get rid of or how to get rid of it. Uh, you know what? I'm not that attached to stuff. So yeah, me neither. my thing is kind of like something comes in, something goes out. Yeah. I like that. Even your, even with your panties and your panty drawers. I mean, like <laughs> I get new panties and the old ones go out. You know what I mean? Because I don't, need to have a dresser full of panties, you know, it's, I, you know, you just, there's just certain things you just need, you know, the right number of, and, um, I like to think of it as upgrading, you yeah. know, so I'm all about like looking around and thinking, what can I upgrade? Which means that the thing that something's got to go. So something new can, something new and better can come in. And that's not to say like that I just 
throwaway stuff all the time. It's like, okay, you know, this thing is worn out. It served its purpose or it's not my style anymore. Let me donate it or sell it. Um, and let's upgrade and get something that feels right now because, you know, our home should evolve just as our personalities do. I do believe that your home is a creative expression of who you are. So it would be weird if your home was just stagnant all the time the same when you should be hopefully growing, right? Yeah. Well, and I love that because it almost like mirrors directly with what you've been talking about this whole time about time and sort of lifestyle and because it's essentially like as you've gone on you've upgraded those two things too at the same time right so at you let go of your job and then you have this other thing you can do and then you know you get better of that and you let go of your space and you get a new office you know what I mean it's like you you constantly get to upgrade all those things not just stuff yeah, and it's funny because when you, you know, when you're talking about, we're talking about money and time, and and I'm like, wow, you know, this is probably since I started my business, and really in my third year of business, it's like, this is the first time in my life where I haven't been stressed out about money. Mm. I've always been stressed out about money. There's never been enough money. It's always like how to get more money. Um, but that's also because I was very particular about how I wanted my lifestyle. So I chose work sometimes that would be more flexible work, but maybe not as much of a big paycheck mm -hmm. because I didn't really, I didn't really know how to have both. Mm -hmm. um, and so now as an entrepreneur, I'm like, oh my goodness, like I, it's really the dream is happening. <laughs> you know, like the dream yeah. is happening. like, I'm not worried about money. It's, it's such a different place to be. Um, I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> well, and it's awesome, and you can hear it in your voice, and it and it's but and it all seems like it's that idea of upgrading, right? Of of yeah. which means like ditching something or throwing away something, whether it's like physical or not. Um, so it makes space for that for that next thing in your life. So I just love that visual of it. And the thing that I ditched was under earning. There's right. a great book um, by Barbara Stanley called Overcoming Under-Earning, mm -hmm. and um, that's what I ditched. I, I recognized that I was over-educated, over-experienced, over-traveled for the amount of money that I was getting, so it was under-earning, and once I really understood that concept, then I started taking action to alleviate that situation and um, and let go of that concept. So it's kind of like, yeah, there's things that you can literally pick up and move out of your house and declutter and upgrade. And then there are things within your spiritual self, your emotional self, that you can also let go of and bring in something else. Yeah. Upgrade. And, and I think that, that that paper, whether it be a, you know, a physical calendar, your planner, your vision books, whatever it happens to be, is such a... A powerful place to do to like do that shift you know as as you're like on paper for those yeah. things that aren't like getting the shoes or the underwear out of our house <laughs> yeah and also because I'm very visual and I love home decor you know I have a lot of magazines and so it's like sometimes it feels hard to throw away your favorite magazine so cutting those pictures out or cutting out a little glimpse so say you like like this this picture in the magazine and um, but really what you're drawn to is the fabric of this chair so even just cutting out a little circle of that and putting it in my vision book that allows me to recycle the magazine so I'm taking the best from it but then letting the rest go yeah um, and and just by placing it in what I call my vision book placing those little items it could even be a little sketch of a chair or something or something your daughter or your child puts in there for you it's like 
kind of secretly manifesting it for you. Yeah. Um, I love that. Okay. So we're, so one question about that before we move on, which is how often do you go into that book and write in it and, Mm. you know, do the next thing? Is that a once a year thing or is that a regular thing? No, it's probably like every day. All right. (laughs) Because I I also write down my business goals and I, and I chart out like list, business list Mm -hmm. and that book too. So I'm always going back to refer to it. Yeah. Um, and that, that practice is very similar to something we do, which I call the master list, which is just getting everything out of your head and down onto paper, which sounds a lot like what you do on a regular basis. Well, it's essential because yeah. you're a multi-passionate, whether you have your own business or not, if you're a multi-passionate person, you're a creative person, if you have too many ideas flowing through your head all the time, that creates what I call brain fog. And you cannot think clearly. You cannot accomplish anything because you can't focus. Yeah. So definitely, I think that is a number well, one, get it out of your head. Uh, and I mean, and that can happen about little things like dinner. Like actually, that is the strategy I tell people about dinner is if you're not going to plan for the week, just simply write on a post-it what's for dinner in the morning. Because mm-hmm. it's amazing how much time we spend thinking about things that we're not even like working on or doing, you know, but people have like accounted for thinking, wasting like a full hour of a day thinking about what's for dinner. When are they going to go to the store? You know, maybe I should change it. Maybe my child won't like that, you know, and you're just your mind, like there's so much clutter, like, and that, like that can be cleaned up by just simply putting it on a piece of paper and being able to move on. Well, I can tell you for a fact, it is imperative. The results, the proven research is in. In our house, if we don't have a written menu for the week, it's hell in my house. Everything <laughs> falls apart. <laughs> I, I don't love that it's ever hell, but I think that's so true. And so I love when people know that. Like it does, does, just dinner doesn't happen. It's like, oh my God, there's nothing to eat. Oh my yeah. God, I don't even know. I don't even have a menu. Okay, let's go out. It's just, yeah. let's go out. That's it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And then that's more time and whatever. Yeah. So then we start all over again. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So tell us how the best way to get in touch with you is like how to, how best to work with you or keep in touch with you or where people should check you out. Well, they can go onto my website at sweetspotstyle.com. Okay. And there you can find information about working one-on-one, about the retreats to Mexico, and about my books, Home Decor Books. And also on Instagram, I'm at Deshay Peacock. Okay. And we will link up all of that in the show notes. And anyone who's listening who likes, cares about what their home looks like has got to follow you on Instagram because... (laughs) It is quite inspirational and lovely oh, and beautiful to see what you share. So, okay. So the final question that I ask everybody at the end of this podcast is tell us about a meal that had a big impact on you. And it could have been because of the food, the company, or some aha you had while at the table. Oh boy. That is a, a big, big one, right? One. <laughs> that is a big one. Oh my goodness. My, so an, a meal that had an impact on me. Well, it's funny because we were talking about this very question because my husband really, well, we, we both do, we love food. And so we were talking about um, a time when my best friend got married in, in Tunisia, in the island in Jerba. And they had a tangine, which is sort of like this, they had this big outdoor grill with couscous and lamb and 
And the food was amazing, but it was also really cool because all the men were in one area and the women were in another area. And it was this big celebration. And um, and I just really specifically remember just the feeling of exploration and curiosity around you know, this, this different culture and being able to kind of see the inside of it because it was my friend, his, his wedding, you know, we were attending and after the wedding. And, um, I think that's probably my favorite kind of experience is mixing in like culture and food in a different place and feeling like things are new and fresh. Mm. I love it's that. It's just very exciting to me. Yeah. And you get, yeah, and you, I feel like through food, you really understand those new places. So I like that. I love that story. Yeah. What is Tunisian food? Tunisian food? Well, it's Mediterranean. So okay. there's, you know, if you think about, you know, where Tunisia is, it's um, at the tip of Africa, not far from Morocco. Okay. So, you know, Morocco, you've got that kind of Moroccan, you think of couscous yep. and, and rice and um, unusual spices that I don't even know, like saffron and that kind yep. of thing. So it's similar, uh, similar to Moroccan. Similar to Moroccan, yes. Cool. I love that. Love Moroccan food. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for showing up today for um, the whole Plan Simple Meals community. Um, it's been awesome and enlightening. And thank you. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much, Mia. I love talking to you. All right, Busy Mamas. I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye for now. I hope you guys love that episode. It's so much fun, as always, talking to Deshay. And she had some great little nuggets in that episode. So at the end of every episode, what I do is I pick out what I call three doable changes. So I'm a big believer in doable changes. In fact, I have a whole document with 101 of them just for you. If you go to plansimplemeals.com slash 101, you can grab that. But here's why I believe in doable changes. Very often as women, as busy moms, as people wanting change, we want to change it all at once. And so we make this huge list of everything we want to do. And because we're such great people, we take it on and we do it. And about two days later, we're either tired or something happens outside of us, like a kid gets sick or our husband's traveling or simply like we get stuck. And all of a sudden, all those things, we just have to give them all up at once. And I used to go into this cycle all the time where I try to take on everything, do it all, burn out, do nothing. Then a couple months later, want to do it again. And it would just be like up and down, up and down, up and down until I realized this idea of taking on one doable change at a time. And this is simply just picking one thing to work on and figuring out how to make that one thing work whether it's drinking the right amount of water, ditching gluten, exercise habits, whatever it happens to be. But I pick one thing every Sunday and I figure out how to make it work in my life, how to schedule it in, how to make it fun, how to make it doable. And I play with it and experiment with it for the week. And at the end of the week, I usually have a habit or I've experimented with something that I know isn't going to work in my life. And either way, I've tried it, and I now have a tool to move forward with it. So I highly recommend this as a practice. And 
today there was three great things shared in the episode that could be your next doable change. And I'm going to share three, but I always recommend that you pick one each week. They add up. Imagine 52 new habits in a year. So number one is write down goals and dreams. Is there a change that you want to make in your life? If there is, write it down. It could be a goal to lose weight or a dream to travel more, but writing it down as if it's already real really helps it to actually become real. And Deshay also shared her tool for creating a vision book. I love this way of doing it as well. She's writing down her goals and dreams in that book, but she's also accompanying it with visuals, which I think just takes it to the next level. So figure out where you are, figure out how you learn, and experiment for a week with what it means to write down your goals and dreams. Number two, clear your head. This one is big. I'm so happy she mentioned this because this is a big part actually of the flow planner. So writing things down helps solidify even the mundane things like when a doctor's appointment is or what's for dinner. And so when you get everything out of your head, the little things, or even your next huge idea, you are clearing your head and making space to be able to move forward, to be able to take the next step, or if it's all mundane things, to actually make space for your next big idea. So clearing our head is big because as women, as moms, we hold way too much in our head. And a lot of times that is actually what's getting in the way of dinner. So number three, upgrade to make space. So work with the idea that for something to come in, something needs to go out. If something is worn or not your style anymore or just doesn't get used, you can figure out whether it's trash, it's to be donated, or you could sell it. And when you get it out of your house, you're making room for things that you will use or things that will serve you. So this could be kitchen appliances. This could be your closet. Um, But all the things in our home are so related to how we show up mentally that this is a big one. So upgrade to make space. Love it. All right. I hope you guys love this episode. I will see you on the next episode with our next amazing mom entrepreneur talking about the work-life balance. Bye for today. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at healthymomsmeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.